Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only. Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. You know what time of the week it is, fellow conspiracy realist. If you're listening to this on the day the show comes out, welcome back to Strange News. This is where my colleagues and I... Uh, Dig deep into the minds of the internet and into the minds of people who uh, work in the world of all things fringe to find stories that either haven't made it to the news, will give us uh, some important doors for discussion in future episodes, or uh, we just need to talk about. And I was thinking, you guys know I've been working on trying to be a bit more of a positive person with mixed results. I was thinking <laughs> we could open uh, today's show up with a special congratulations to 61 people in the UK who recently, uh, recently got out of a tough situation. Uh, we all know the band Oasis. There's a cover band called No Oasis that was playing a gig. It's supposed to be a one-night gig uh, at a remote bar in the UK, but unfortunately, due to a storm, they were stuck there until for three days, up until a couple hours before we recorded this episode. So they're out. Congratulations. I don't know when it'll be, when enough time will have passed for them to hear Wonderwall without, you know, reliving the events but I, I had to ask you guys, I know we talked a little bit about Oasis off air. Uh, you guys are Oasis fans still, right? I think that just hit us at the right generation. Ooh, fan. I like, you know, I mean, they had some bangers. I like Don't Look Back in Anger mm -hmm. uh, a lot. I don't know that I know any deep cuts, really. I never really, like, jumped on the Oasis train. But um, mm. they certainly occupied a place in my, my youth. There's no question about that. Yeah. I still don't yeah, know what they, a Wonderwall is. 
I don't think <laughs> yeah. uh, Noel Gallagher does either. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, snap. Yeah, they were, they were definitely that, like, uh, this generation's Beatles, right? But fortunately, unfortunately, this past week is when that Beatles documentary finally dropped. Uh, yeah. And we got to all learn collectively how, I think it's Get Back was written mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because John Lennon was late. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah oh I, i've only made it about halfway through the first part it's quite long and uh incredible footage it really showed you know there were all these rumors that that was like a really cantankerous uh time for them and you 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 don't really see that you see them being pretty kind to each other um definitely having their own personalities and egos flexing a little bit but in general they work together quite well and it's really kind of neat to see it's almost like sitting in on band practice but it's like you know legends hmm. i guess my point is just they're they're not the Beatles. Yeah, they were never they're the Beatles. No, no. no. <laughs> not even well, close. They, they wanted to be. I mean, aim high. You know what I mean. I applaud audacity and ambition, and I think they made some uh, great songs. So, congratulations uh, to the folks who spent some unexpected time in the Tan Hill Inn, uh, Great Britain's highest altitude pub. Uh, also. On a positive note, you know, maybe you made some friends for life. That's what happened to us when we were stuck in an airport for a day. Uh, and then, you know, maybe count your blessings that you were stuck with an Oasis cover band and not the actual guys from Oasis who can be a little cranky. Yeah, so they don't even <laughs> talk to each other. The brothers Gallagher uh, is pretty cute little detail. Apparently the folks in the pub passed the time by doing like, you know, pop culture quizzes, like pub mm-hmm. trivia, I guess that they had mm-hmm. on hand they did some karaoke. And I guess that the uh, Oasis cover band also regaled them. But um, a lot of the folks in this event uh, started referring to the band as Snowasis. Yes, which is great because their original name was Noasis. Right. Anyhow, this is what you get with strange news, folks. The hard-hitting facts. The, the reporting that apparently CNN won't, won't cover. Uh, but CNN probably did get to Noasis. Uh, today, we have some important stories, some disturbing stories. We're going to talk a little bit about outer space. We're going to talk a little bit about good old uh, spycraft, cough, cough, tradecraft. Uh, We're going to also uh, examine the world of cults. I would also say it's a way for us to examine how cults have changed in the world of ubiquitous social media. And so for today's first story, I suggest we start on uh, what I'm going to call another positive note. Congratulations to the Pentagon. Congratulations to all our friends in the field of ufology. The Pentagon is officially back into aliens in a big way. That's our first story. Also, it turns out Canada is ignoring aliens in a big way. That's like the byline. That's the, you know, the snarky paragraph at the end. Uh, But (laughs) we talked about this a little bit off air, Matt and Noel, uh, We did a series on those two disclosure reports that came out that were called a nothing burger by some because the declassified report, which we did a whole episode on, is is pretty short. It's mainly asking for more money, like most government (laughs) reports do. Uh, And it did have some revelatory stuff in there. It said that, you know, there are a few sightings that uh, appear to be things operated by some sort of intelligence and appear to be technology beyond the grasp of at least the U.S. military industrial complex. So when that report came out, it it, it sort of fizzled a little because the more substantive classified report is still classified. So the public doesn't know what's in there and probably won't know a lot of it for decades to come. But the big question we all had which you probably had at home, fellow conspiracy realist, was simply this. What next? What's going to happen? You know what I mean? Is is there going to be any action from this, from the world's mightiest military, pretty much saying, we don't know what the f*** is going on, right? We talked about the yeah. threats that poses. We talked about the problems it creates. And we talked about whether or not anything would happen or whether the news would just go to some like, distracting story about a celebrity or something like that, which it did, by the way. Oh, yeah. I got to say, though, a pretty clunky name they've given this thing. (laughs) Yeah, the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, or 
Yeah, the synchronization is what threw me, and also not a particularly sexy acronym that you can actually speak, as as you just pointed out, Ben. What is the synchronization aspect? Is it the idea of like connecting with other governments and getting people on the same page, or like what is this angle here? It's connecting other offices, uh, and it's it's sort of making a central. Okay, we're we're doing it. We have to go into acronym land. There are going to be a lot of acronyms firing off at you real quick. So the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group. <laughs> That's like a sound like a Cthulhu makes. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is like a repository. They're trying to bring together all the information from these disparate parts of the DOD and different U.S. government agencies because for a long time, they had two huge problems. One, a lot of pilots and a lot of other professionals thought they were going to lose any chance of promotion, maybe even lose their jobs if they sounded like total wing nuts. And second, even if they did report stuff, which was the right thing to do, uh, this whatever department they're in, whatever branch of the military may not have reported it to anybody else. It may have just been filed away and ignored Canadian style. We'll get to it. Lovely Neighbors to the north, we, we're going to point out some stuff with Canada in a second. But uh, yeah, they, they appear to make a good faith effort. They're trying to gather all these documents and all this information, and they're focusing on something pretty interesting, something called special use airspace or SUA. We're going overboard with the acronyms. I think we got we to gotta get them out of the way. So there's AUMGSG, which sounds like, you know, um, a Scandinavian person who's drank too much falling in slow motion, right? You can hear that. Uh, and then there's another thing that comes into play. Let's just run through the acronyms here. Alms is going to also be involved with something called Almexlik, which is Airborne <laughs> Object Identification and Management Executive Council. They're just killing it with the names. We've made no secret in the past on this show that and I feel like it's okay to say it because we made the show, but uh, stuff they don't want you to know is a ridiculously long name for a podcast. And even we have nothing on these guys. They're looking for <laughs> actual UFOs and they're going to lose so much time just typing out their names for things. Uh, anyway, anyway, so this is good, right? Um, did you guys think this would happen or that this would happen publicly? I think we all sort of assumed it would go on underground. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a successor, I guess, to something that was already happening, a task force, but this just sort of elevates it and gives it a little more weight, perhaps? The, the biggest question was, would they get more money? Would their internal Kickstarter campaign for the budget of the <laughs> Pentagon be 100% funded? <laughs> and it appears to have worked. So, yay! Yeah, yeah, that's that's the question. Uh, and it's it's a tricky question to answer if you are someone who holds the purse strings of government because you will have to defend your decision and it's a high risk decision because what if what if uh, there's some political cause of the day in your uh, district and someone says well you know senator jackson could have put millions of dollars into i don't know um Stopping puppies from being kicked, which is a huge problem in our town, but no, instead she sent it on a spent it on a wild goose chase for aliens, an intergalactic snipe hunt. You know that's that's the kind of stuff that can come back to bite you. But this is also a necessary thing to do because special use airspace uh, is mission critical to the U.S. Uh, you guys have heard the phrase special use airspace. I, I feel like just hearing the phrase, we can all kind of guess what it means, right? It's the it's the places where you can't just fly, right? Yeah. And that's everything in the places that we would easily recognize within Washington, D.C. and Virginia and a couple other places in that in the kind of northeast of the United States, as well as places out in the desert, places with special special Strategic importance <laughs> to, you know, in the energy field and all kinds of other research 
right? That you can just imagine all the places. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Uh, the, the special use airspace is not a term I'd heard before, but yeah. it encompasses a lot of terms that you probably have heard before, like mm-hmm. uh, restricted airspace, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, national security areas or military operation areas and things like that. There's quite a few other ones that I don't fully like controlled firing area, which is maybe for like war games or something. Or, or Artillery what? testing ranges, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, yeah, you're you're spot on because they this is a group term that I guess the diplomatic way to put it is this is a group term describing any airspace that involves possible activities that could be hazardous to an aircraft. Like, hey, we shoot missiles here for practice. So you have to fly around it or you have to get or you have to convince us to stop shooting off all these missiles. Uh, One of those is an easier yes than the other, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, Or you're just not allowed to go to there. Yes, right. <laughs> bad air, bad airplane. Don't go to there. <laughs> so that is what is happening. Um, that's exactly what's happening. Unidentified things, whether they be objects or just the uh, more um, weaselly word phenomena, unidentified things that can absolutely smoke man-made aircraft are showing up in these areas, in these military operation areas, in prohibited airspace. No one knows what's going on, or if someone does, they are certainly not admitting it. This is a big deal because while the more skeptical folks in the crowd may say with some validity, this could be a uh, misplaced priority, right? We have real provable problems that need to be tackled. While that is somewhat valid, it is not entirely on base. As we said in our earlier episode, if you have protected airspace and you can't protect that airspace, then that means you need to question every assumption you have made about your defense capabilities and probably your force projection as well, which is your your ability to go offensive. Uh, so this is hmm. this is inspiring, but it's also scary. If you live in the US, yeah. you should be a little freaked out. Yeah. I, I came up with a new acronym for it, Ooh. and I think you're yeah. going to like this. Yeah, yeah. It's the Nuclear Arms Pathway Protection Program, or NAP. <laughs> I'm good with that one. Could also be Strategic Arms, then it Ooh. would just be SAP. <laughs> so if you would like to play the acronym game with us, you can read the official DOD statement on AUMSG. Uh It is... I would say just looking at it, it's about 20% acronyms. Yeah. Yep. And the, yep. And, and the state, the closest they get to saying anything about UFOs is uh, just mentioning that there was a report submitted to Congress in June of 2021. And then they use the phrase UAP a couple of times because they don't want to get caught dead saying aliens or extraterrestrials. And in their defense, That's because no one has proven that aliens or extraterrestrials exist. If you want to hear more about that, do check out our episode on that story. Uh, You can also read that full declassified report online. It will take you about 10 minutes. It really isn't long and it, it isn't super technical either because there's a lot of stuff they can't mention. But we will close with this Canada thing I was teasing earlier. So. Whether or not you are a fan of the way the U.S. government tackles things, um, whether or not you're a fan of the way Uncle Sam has handled UFO investigations in the past, we can say good on them for at least making public signals, right? Those signals may not necessarily be for you, U.S. residents. They may be for whatever entity they think might be behind these UAP, if there is something behind them, if they're part of the same thing. You know what I mean? It's still completely possible. It could just be an agglomeration of errors. That's increasingly doubtful, though, especially the Pentagon believes something is going on. Make no mistake. But good on them for being public. Uh, Canada has not done the same thing. Over a motherboard on Vice, they obtained some documents from the Royal Canadian Air Force, and it turns out that the Royal Canadian Air Force has been receiving some pretty significant reports of UFOs or UAP 
and they just haven't done anything. Hmm. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> kind of a brushing under the rug situation or just sort of like a nothing to see here folks situation. So one example comes from the wee hours of September 20th, 2016, when, uh, Royal Canadian Air Force Squadron in Ontario got a call from some air traffic controllers in Vancouver, and they said, look, something crazy happened. There was this pilot for Air Canada Express who saw uh, this, this very weird series of lights in the sky. We don't know what it is. We wanted to ping it just in case, which is what you're supposed to do. So the RCAF said, all right, let's look at the radar. They looked at the radar. They didn't see anything that could explain what this pilot had seen. And then they started sending out reports. They contacted the transportation department, and then they contacted this kind of secretive part of the Canadian Air Force Intelligence Surveillance and Reconnaissance Division. And then those folks just didn't do anything. So we also wouldn't have known about this if Vice had not gone through Canada's Access to Information Act, which is sort of like our, it's like the U.S. FOIA, but for Canada, Freedom of Information Act. And what they, what they saw, according to an aviation consultant and retired fighter pilot named John Williams, or Jock to his friends, what they saw is that the authorities were aware of this kind of stuff. And... They also weren't taking a lot of action. Now, this isn't to say that they weren't doing their jobs or they were being incompetent. They filed reports. It's just there wasn't an alms or something like that for them to follow up with. So maybe, just maybe, Canada will be taking a page from the U.S.'s book, which I normally wouldn't advise, and and, uh, digging a little deeper. So that's where we're going to leave it for now. We'll follow up. Let us know what strange things you have seen in the sky. 1-833-STD-WYTK or conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. We're going to pause for a close encounter of the ad kind. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. I wrote, I wrote that down earlier. It was good, it's, man. That was worthy it of, was, a, of a script. No, no. Oh, I like oh, it. I'm going to suffer in shame for the ad break. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know taxis and stuff shady subscriptions did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase but then 
you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. And we're back from this encounter we, we'd had with the ad kind. Uh, it was not that bad. It was okay. I think we learned something about uh, ourselves and the universe. Mm-hmm. And Jason's Deli. Indeed. <laughs> I'm Indeed. just kidding. Maybe. They make a pretty good muffaletta, actually. It's uh, somewhat authentic. Uh, yeah, Jason's Deli, grocery. which also does uh, online counseling now, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah fair. Uh, Matt, you're the one that's anti-muffaletta, right? You don't like the olive. He doesn't thing. like the olive solid. Nah, right. Right. Come on, I'm sorry to keep bringing it up. I just, I, I was not picking on you, Matt. Um, Teach their own. Teach their own, indeed. I'll tell you who's picking on me. I mentioned this to you guys before we uh, started recording today, or I sent you a screenshot. I inexplicably have like 15 calendar uh, events on my calendar for today, all of which are reminding me and encouraging me to renew McAfee antivirus. And I'm, is this the dead hand? Is this the thing? It seems like a real missed opportunity, but like I have one for 2 p.m. saying important, renew McAfee. And then one for 3 p.m. that says your McAfee has expired today. Then one for 4 p.m. activate McAfee. And then 5 p.m. don't forget to renew McAfee and then renew McAfee license now. And now your McAfee license expired today. It goes on. I am really kind of freaked out. I have no idea how this ended up in my calendar. It seems super fishy. Don't you guys think? Yeah, it could have been an older email. Maybe yeah. a non-work related email that just like got pulled back up in their banks. Or I said this on the group chat too, man. If you want to get to the bottom of it, you could just contact McAfee and say, what, no. what's going on? Uh, I don't know if I want to, I don't want to open that can of worms. Uh, but it was definitely <laughs> bizarre. Uh, not quite as bizarre uh, and sad as the story that I'm going to talk about today. We've talked about this. Segway. Some, yeah, it was the best I could do. Uh, so we've talked about this to some degree. Uh, this group of, frankly, fringe QAnon um, conspirators. Uh, and that's saying a lot when the whole QAnon conspiracy theory and, and kind of, you know, let's call it what it is, cult, uh, cyber cults, I guess, um, is about as fringe as you can get, you know, in the world of conspiracy theories. It's sort of this like weird mashup of every conspiracy theory we know about, the, well, the wackiest ones anyway, um, with some Illuminati stuff thrown in there, some, you know, sexual predation uh, purportedly, you know, being carried out by, you know, high level officials and members of political aristocracies and all of that good stuff. Uh, some Pizzagate sprinkled on the top for good measure. Um, and it's one of these decentralized kind of conspiracy theories that's so convoluted. It just keeps getting added to and added to and added to. Um, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Internet Today, referred to it as a Katamari of conspiracy theory. If you know the game, it's like this little dude that's rolling up all the stuff until mm-hmm. the ball gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then it starts rolling up subsequently bigger and bigger stuff. That's, I think, a really great way of looking at what QAnon is. Um, what we Obviously, we've talked about QAnon in general. If you haven't checked out Jake Hanrahan's incredible podcast series, Q Clearance, get you to a podcast app right now and check it out. Um, but there's an interesting new development. Uh, there's this fringe group that has gathered in downtown Dallas, Texas, in Dealey Plaza, uh, specifically, which is uh, where, of course, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Um, they're also hoping uh, to see a an appearance from John F. Kennedy's son, John F. Kennedy Jr., uh, who died in a plane crash in the late 90s. Uh, this is all kind of being masterminded or led by this dude um, named Michael Brian Protzman, uh, who is known by the Internet moniker Negative 48. A little bit of background on him, first of all. Um, He is known pretty widely to be virulently anti-Semitic. He uses a lot of dog whistle 
type language, um, specifically referring to people of the Jewish faith as Khazars, or it's some oh. sort of like, I think, I think it's like a catch all kind of term for just no. referring to this group, um, in a way that's disparaging without actually, you know, using anti-Semitic slurs, but everyone knows yeah. exactly what it is. It's been used for a long, long time, uh, yeah. for folks purporting that the, you know, people of the Jewish faith control the media and banks and all of that kind of, you know, out there stuff, uh, which is patently offensive. Uh, and you know, I've Obviously hinges on a lot of um, tired and uh, offensive stereotypes about you oh, know, Jewish it's, people. It's, it's worse though. It's the like you're you're nailing it, but it, it's deeper than that. It's like deeper than wrath level because the idea. Well, it's in, about extermination, right? I mean, essentially. Well, the idea in anti-Semitic uh, fringe theories, like the kind of the blood libel stuff, <clears throat> dating back to like Protocols of Elders of Zion, uh, which was a you know, one of the most popular hoaxes uh, of its time in the world of anti-Semitism, still propagated and, and uh, shared as though it is factual today. It is very much not. So the idea is that uh, anti-Semites will tell you that people who claim to be Jewish today or identify as Jewish are for the most part not that right. they were they're, actually they're British or something, right? They're right. Like that they were members from of the, the aristocracy. Right, that they were actually Khazars and that they have co-opted this identity as a way to further their incredibly overcomplicated plan uh, to to take over the world. And this this uh, this goes back to like the eighth or ninth century, and it, it's like it, it's so far back. It's about the idea of Khazars reportedly converting. Uh, to Judaism, and this this could be a whole episode of its own. We don't really we don't really do hate speech, but you're you're right, and I'm glad you highlighted that because whenever you're reading something that sounds conspiratorial, that you can learn a couple of quick flags to that can help you question the, I guess the sincerity or the credibility of some of the other claims. We used to have a joke about it off air where it's like how far do, you have to read the whole thing because you never know if that paragraph on page 35 might just casually say and since you know the welsh control all the horses in the world and you have exactly. to be like all right whatever well this guy um absolutely is that thing that you're talking about ben um no question about it he obviously has tried to veil it a little bit but not a whole lot apparently he has um uh, given a lot of attention to a 10-part documentary series called Europa the Last Battle which is considered incredibly anti-semitic and makes claims like the, the Jewish people uh, created communism and started both world wars on purpose as part of that great grand scheme plot that you're talking about uh, to help them uh, found Israel um, by provoking the, the innocent Nazis quote unquote I'm reading this from a description in a great vice article that gives a rundown on this guy's background and it is chilling um he again he has posted links to this documentary that was available he also promoted um a film called Adolf Hitler, the greatest story never told. Uh, oh, that's boy. a thing apparently. Um, and, and to your point about the, the, the Khazar, um, or, uh, kind of ideology, he literally was heard, uh, or in a recorded speech that he made that I think made the rounds. I don't think it was something that he meant to get out, but it did. Um, he said, there are no quote, this is quote, and this is, this is pretty offensive. Um, but I'm going to read it just so you understand and get a glimpse into this guy's mind quote. There are no Jews period anywhere, period. There is no oh, Jewish race boy. and the Jewish leadership are basically the British empire, the Roman empire. It's just the criminals. So this is the guy um, that has claimed that he uh, knows that um, John F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy Jr. are going to return and, um, you know, usher in the, the second coming of uh, President Donald Trump, um, which obviously QAnon was a big 
part of the whole stop the steal and, and, you know, the idea that Trump was robbed of his victory and that he's actually staging some grand coup that's going to, you know, happen in, in, in some elaborate fashion like this. Um, now, when you start getting into like dead, you know, former presidents and celebrities, they even mentioned like Michael Jackson might make an appearance. Uh, Princess Diana, I think maybe was mentioned. There's a couple other ones. Um, so he's gathered this fringe group of QAnon conspiracy theorists, uh, and they've been hanging out there. They've just been hanging out there in in, uh, in Dealey Plaza or in, in Dallas. They've got hotels. People have left their families. They're just posted up, um, and they're waiting for this prophecy to come true that he has, uh, you know, foretold or whatever. And the thing that makes him really interesting is he is probably one of the more I don't know. I guess I think of QAnon, and I know there are some leaders. Like, what's his name? Who's that guy? Uh, Flynn has become kind of a big, uh, big face of QAnon. But he also recently was caught making some disparaging remarks about how he knows that all the followers, or he believes that a lot of the followers are idiots, and and it's the kind of thing that you would think would shut people down and make them be like, "Hey, screw this guy. He's talking trash about us." But instead, like happens in many well laid cult situations, is any sign of you know negative uh, or any like you know proof in the opposite direction of what these folks want to believe they just use as an opportunity to double down and say oh actually Flynn is just playing the long game you know things like that or oh the prophecy didn't come true on this day that means uh, bigger things are going to happen next time you know it's 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 tale as old as time um, but this dude negative uh, 48 I'm just calling by his name Michael Protzman really has started to take on an almost I don't know, Jim Jones-ish kind of uh, stature. I mean, he, you know, is absolutely commanding the hearts and minds of this small, you know, admittedly small, but loyal group of followers. There's an article, actually, from the uh, the Dallas paper, the Dallas Morning News, um, that interviews a, uh, you know, an expert on conspiracy theories and, you know, um, indoctrination, this guy named Mike Rothschild, who wrote a book called The Storm is Upon Us. And he specifically calls out uh, how this guy is undeniably a cult leader. He says in this article by Michael Williams, there is absolutely behavior control and thought control um, going on. He's telling people what to do. He's having people stand in straight lines to have conversations. He's telling people when to go outside, when to look up, when to look down. It is unquestionably the behavior of a cult leader. Um, and this is, you know, again, this QAnon thing has always felt kind of decentralized to me. You know, there were some figures that emerged, like the, the QAnon shaman or whatever, and some Flynn, uh, who has been feuding with another QAnon kind of luminary, uh, Lynn Wood, who was uh, one of Trump's um, lawyers, I believe, and has now become kind of like a QAnon booster, I guess you could call her. Um, but this guy, Protzman, really is starting to feel more like he's taking it in a religious direction, you know, like a, like, like treating people like followers, you know, like almost like uh, subjects. It's very interesting. Um, and they're still hanging out um, at in Dallas. They've got hotel rooms. There's like a video that emerged of the, the followers like covering this guy in like rolls and rolls and rolls of toilet paper while singing him happy birthday, um, which is like funny. The dude. Yeah, they, they 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 rolled him, dude. They rolled this guy, but he's like, you know, laughing and it feels like a ceremonial kind of thing. I mean, see, it seems silly, but it also is super odd. Uh, and I they're, have they're, a disrespect for other cultures' practices. You know what Fair I mean? enough. <laughs> Fair enough, Ben, as do I. Um, but undeniably a little strange. And here's where it gets stranger, and then I want to throw it to you guys and see what you think. Um, I really feel like, you know, this guy, he, he doesn't, like, a lot of QAnon groups do promote violence and an uprising against the government. He's not doing that. Uh, he is treating it much more like this stoic, you know, kind of self-contained movement that is awaiting the second coming of some deity almost like that's what it feels like you know but but he, he has no kind of confrontational language in his rhetoric about you know rising up like he sounds like the kind of guy that wouldn't necessarily be pro insurgency or uprising but uh here's the part where it gets really really spooky um he has claimed that quote ultimately we have to experience that physical death let go come out on the other side it's almost like, and, and then he also posted uh, a uh, some coordinates or like a Google map 
location or screenshot of a that's what it was. It was a screenshot of like a Google map situation uh, that showed the destination of Waco, Texas, which if uh, anyone remembers, most of us do uh, of a certain age. And if not, there was like a Netflix series on it pretty recently. If you're into true crime, the 1993 siege of Mount Carmel, which was where the branch Davidian religious sect um, kind of, you know, armed to the teeth, uh, went to battle with the, you know, the FBI, um, and resulted in 76 people being killed, including 25 children. Uh, obviously there, there was a lot of fault uh, on the government's part in that, uh, debacle as well. But why is this guy posting things like that? Um, and what is with this whole idea of, you know, we must experience the, the death of the body to truly understand, uh, it starts to feel like this is the kind of thing that could be heading in a really scary direction. What do you guys yeah. think? Well, I'm not sure about that. I just know, I've seen this before, using something called gematria, I think is how you say it, Ben. We talked about this during numerology explorations years ago, mm-hmm. where you just assign each letter of, in this case, the English alphabet, a numerical number. So A would be one, B would be two, go down the line, I think tw- to get to 26, which would be Z. Maybe that's wrong. Whatever. Um, and then you take a phrase, let's say stuff they don't want you to know. You put it in a, in a gematria calculator of sorts, or you just do the math yourself and you come out with a number. In this case, it would be 112, which is a number on the back of Protzman's negative uh, 48 shirt or somebody in that uh, Dallas Morning News article. So I don't know. The last dance is 112. So is stuff they don't want you to know. Guys, coincidence? The whole point is to say that this kind of thing, I don't see, I personally, I don't believe there's anything to this kind of thing of creating somehow meeting out of, you know, letters in that way. But I know there are many people who do believe this stuff and will see it as a perhaps sign that there's deeper meaning in some regular old phrase or even, you know, a mixture of specific phrases that add up to some other specific number. Yeah, I appreciate the Gematria shout out, Matt. Neat point of irony there, as far as consistency goes. Uh, Gematria is often considered a Jewish form of numerology. Mm -hmm. So great job, guys, with the consistency. But I want to add, I don't want a soapbox, but I do want to point out that you made the earlier comparison to uh, Katamari which I've made as well, and I think it holds up, but I would say structurally, a lot of cults or uh, cultic belief systems that have a built-in expiration date or milestones or timelines, they're like Matroshka dolls, where the doll is the structure of a conspiracy. And when when the conspiracy doesn't, like when it expands past that timeline, it's 1839, June, and the world didn't end, then you just build another larger doll of conspiratorial structure in which you house that other thing. And what's happening now is that people are starting to either get hip to the grift, and grift it is very much so, or they're starting to just get tired of it. As a matter of fact, uh, quite recently, a former QAnon follower, or I think still maybe current QAnon follower, wrote an open letter to Donald Trump over the various failed predictions, dropping that in the chat, I don't know if we want to talk too much about it because it'll. I think it could show up in a later episode. But uh, this is where <laughs> you can see excerpts of this. Just go to Newsweek. Um, we're not going to read them out loud here, but just go to Newsweek and check them out. You'll see that people are, it's starting to lose steam as a mass appeal thing, which means that the people who are left are going to be increasingly radicalized and they're going to encounter an exacerbated form of group polarization. And that. I posit, is when you get to the very dangerous points. A lot of the other folks are just, you know, like any other cult leader, they're grifters who have a undeservedly large sense of ego such that they begin to believe their own con. Kind of the way the example I always use is Merlin in a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. You remember that, right, guys? We're where this unnamed Yankee shows up to Kigarsa's court, and he's like, first he thinks, oh, whoa, magic is real. And then he thinks, oh, no, wait, Merlin is a, a con artist. And then he thinks, yep. oh, no, Merlin's f***ing crazy. I think that's what a lot of people are going to go through. 
I think so too. Uh, but unfortunately, in the meantime, families are absolutely being torn apart. Uh, there's another really great Vice article about this specific, you know, little splinter group of, of QAnon um, talking to family members of folks who have gone on this, you know, pilgrimage to Dallas, um, talking about how they're worried they're never going to come back. Maybe in a larger sense, if there is concern about this, uh, you know, suicide cult type situation. And again, I, I don't want to overplay that hand in any way. I mean, it's certainly not anything that's proven, but we do know, you know, from experts that when the narrative in these types of cult situations starts to shift to achieving, you know, utopia or like Valhalla or something like through, you know, death of the body uh, and knowing just how closely these folks follow this guy, I mean, it's certainly something to take very seriously. Agreed. So, uh, with that, let's 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 keep an eye on the story. Obviously, uh, it's ongoing because they're they're not going anywhere. But nothing's happened, <laughs> so we'll see if anything does happen. And hopefully, it's not something horrible involving the actual people. Um, and and hopefully, they come come to their senses and go back home to their families. Um, and if you you know, and again, we always say this: if you know anybody uh, that's struggling with this type of indoctrination, there certainly are. Uh, resources for that. Yeah, there are places like daretodoubt.org, which is um, more more focused on the broader picture. It's not QAnon specific. It's it's about how to help friends and loved ones detach from what they call harmful belief systems. Yes, absolutely. Check that out if you know anybody that's struggling with this um, or if you're trying to look into some resources to understand the problem better yourself. Uh, so let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Then we'll be back with one more strange news. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know taxis and stuff shady subscriptions did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase but then you found yourself subscribed yeah i had to call and stop payment on something because i had subscribed to it through apple pay and even though i had like put a new card on there it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my apple pay so i had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled it was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. All right, we're back. We're going to quietly transition over to brain injuries. 
or um, anomalous health incidents, as the government has been calling them recently. Uh, the Havana Syndrome. We're back. We're going to talk about this one more time because there was a listener mail last week from Jim who told us some stories about the trade, tradecraft and spying. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> and, um, we, we mentioned Vienna, Austria, and how it was at one time the place to be a spy if you were engaged in Cold War activities on either side or for any, you know, player in the middle there, and how it is still today a place where spies go and hang out and try and recruit people in Vienna to spy on somebody else. And it's just a, a game of, of tag, <laughs> tag, you're being traced. That's what we'll call it. Tag, you're traced. It's a fun game that we're going to start <laughs> playing. So we brought that up last week. Then there was news that came out over the holiday weekend. It was Thanksgiving here last week for us. And the CIA and the FBI are both getting heavily involved in Havana talk, Havana syndrome talk specifically. So the first thing we're going to read comes from the Washington Post. It is titled CIA director warns Russian spies of consequences. If they're behind Havana syndrome incidents really says it on the face there in the headline of what this is about. CIA director William J. Burns, according to the Washington Post, delivered a confidential warning to Russia's top intelligence services that they will, in fact, get in trouble if they are the ones who are behind these attacks, incidents, anomalous health things occurring to people in the State Department, both diplomats and spies and sometimes the same. Well, the reason why this is important is because this thing has been happening since 2016. That's when it, the Havana Syndrome incidents were first reported. They're publicly. By, pub, yes, publicly. They're acknowledged at least within our ability, you know, within the news so that the public could hear about them. And that was diplomats at an embassy in Havana or the embassy in Havana experiencing weird stuff, migraines, severe, severe headaches, feelings of dizziness, uh, not being able to stand, vertigo, feeling like they're for being forgetful all the time, just a weird symptoms of brain injuries that it turns out after now, my gosh, guys, it's been five years of studies done on victims of this Havana syndrome or these anomalous health incidents. And in many cases, it has been shown that there are actual brain injuries to these diplomats and spies. So physical things that you can measure scientifically that show something is going wrong in their brains. So something is definitely happening. There's some kind of attack. It's not psychosomatic. I, I would posit, as the FBI originally posited, this was some kind of uh, mass hysteria that was going on. The CIA believed that perhaps there was something going on that wasn't an actual attack, at least in the beginning. And now it has been acknowledged by both the CIA and the FBI that something is definitely happening and we need to get to the bottom of it. I think we need to do a whole episode on this, guys, as we, I believe, mentioned not long ago, Ben. Yeah, yeah. I actually already snuck that in our secret plans because I was keeping an eye on this as well. Uh, we, when we originally did the story, we had a lot of questions. It's one of those episodes I want to go back to uh, and see how close we got to some of our guesses. But I've got that in there for a, a re-examination of Havana Syndrome because while there is no official formal consensus in the U.S. intelligence community as we record this, there are a ton of people accusing the same group of ultimately being responsible. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it just yet, because this is your story, Matt, but I've been keeping an eye on this uh, for, for a while, low-key. One of the big, big things that happened that gave lie to the original intelligence ideas of, of mass hysteria was a University of Pennsylvania study that was published in JAMA in 2019 looked at the brains of 40 diplomats who claimed they had been affected. And that's where they first proved that something happened. Something happened that caused physical trauma to their brains. So they weren't making it up. And 
people are still divided on how much you can learn from that because it was a sample size of just 40 people, you know, who would have been affected. But the investigations are ongoing and frequently, I don't know how much we can trust these accusations, but more and more frequently, the people who are saying it's not psychosomatic or have some kind of accusation are isolating one country above all others. I don't know if we have to say the quiet part out loud. Ooh, maybe people can play at home. Who do you think it is? Do you think it's I mean, is Bangladesh? It, is it Antigua is it, and Barbuda? <laughs> is it not Russia? Because the CIA director literally just said, hey, Russia, stop. I know. I know. It's definitely Russia. Like, it's definitely Russia. And Russia's doing the old, Russia's doing the old, uh, it's almost like their Alfred E. Newman vibe where they're like, what, me? Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine says, what, me, worry. So just a picture mm-hmm. Victor Vladimir Putin is that uh, this, yeah, this is, this investigation is going to continue. Uh, and this makes, I think, also an interesting bookend when we're talking about suppressed or speculative or classified technology. Because we started today's strange, new, well, we started today's strange news congratulating an Oasis cover band. But our first story was about the possibility of um, massively advanced hidden technology and what what governments can do about it. And now, uh, you know, our ending stories is quite similar, isn't it? Because we're looking at, I mean, I talked to some physicists about this, about what it could be quite possibly, and they had really interesting notes, but whatever it is, is very much real. You know what I mean? It's This is not the part of the horror movie where it is just the wind. The house is haunted. Yeah. Well, according to people actually looking into it, scientists, as as well as people in the tradecraft and investigators, they're saying it is a pulsed energy weapon of some sort, a directed right. pulsed energy weapon. Oh, wow. So, like, to hear that on NBC News, which you can watch right now, numerous videos, if you type in Havana Syndrome, you can find experts on in public saying it's a direct directed pulsed energy weapon and then they attempt to explain what that means and they fail miserably it's not their fault it's just <laughs> hard to describe but it's basically micro a microwave weapon right. that is being pulsed at a brain so it superheats your cells and then it cool they cool off really quickly then it superheats them again and they cool and then it's it's like this thing that causes damage because it's all occurring inside your skull so it's literally your neurons that are being cooked rapidly just for a second a microsecond, a moment, then they're not cooked anymore, then they're cooked, and it just causes these pulses inside your brain. They call them waves. But again, it's very hard to describe. But in the end, it causes trauma within your brain. And somebody is doing it. The FBI literally just said that dealing with Havana syndrome is, quote, a top priority. You can read a Reuters article all about that. You can head on over to uh, The Guardian, read the same thing, that the FBI is warning its its uh, agents of this thing. And if you start to feel anything like this while you're uh, on a case, on, on duty, operating anywhere, be aware mm-hmm. and alert us, please, as soon as you possibly can. I have two questions. First, my, my first question is, do we have any public speculation on the motivation, uh, public speculation by officials on the motivations. Like the U.S. has tons and tons of embassies. Why these specific places? Why these specific people? I think that's a question I haven't heard somebody officially address yet. There's a lot of noise on, you know, in the in the public sphere. But then um, while you're answering that question, because I know I'm putting you on the spot, I'm putting you in the microwave beam spotlight here. Uh, do you think that intelligence agencies in the U.S. know more about this than they're letting on? And have you ever heard of the Moscow signal? I know I mentioned it off air. You just did mention cool. Moscow signal, but no. I. Uh, what I can say is it's been detected, I think, six or seven places that where diplomats and or spies are, have been operating, including in India and in Vienna, in Havana. I know there are others. Berlin, I want to say. Mm, there's mm-hmm. there've been several places where it's been reported, mm-hmm. but I don't China know as well. Yep, China. I haven't seen anything where somebody is saying this is why they're going after the spies and diplomats. Other than why not? If you're you know, 
if you can attack a spy and not get caught, mm-hmm. why would you not do it in a measure of counterintelligence? The only thing is they're actually physically attacking. It's not like they're jamming signals, right? Which is like part of the trade. I, I'm going to prevent you from sending your information out. In this case, it's like causing physical harm to others who are playing the great game along with you. Mm-hmm. It feels very strange. And here's why I, so I'll go ahead. I'll say it. Here's why I think Uncle Sam knows more about what's going down with Havana syndrome than they may be publicly signaling. The Moscow signal was a somewhat similar attempt from 1953 to 1976. There was a a Moscow run operation using microwave transmissions between 2.5 and 4 gigahertz to apparently have some kind of espionage attempt on the U.S. embassy in Moscow. There were apparently no uh, ill effects on the health of the staff of the embassy, but that's the official conclusion, and people are still fighting that. And that was from 1976. Mm. Again, a lot of time has passed. So if there's any sand to that, then I think this means the Russian forces would have had a lot of time to refine their techniques. I know that's a mm. lot of ifs, but I think it's it's a good place to start digging. You know what I mean? Also, the Moscow Signal, perfect name for a post-rock band. Oh, oh, oh is that yeah. not a thing? It must be. It has to be. See, we were good. talking about that earlier off air. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, so, hey, if you're out there and you want to learn more, we've already given you some articles you can check out. Check out Seized by Some Invisible Hand, what it feels like to have Havana Syndrome. You can find that on NBC News. If you go to YouTube, you can check out Early Victims of Havana Syndrome Speak Out About Ongoing Health Struggles. That's again NBC News. Sorry for doing the same thing there. CBS News has one called Former CIA Officer Shares Struggle with Havana Syndrome, in which you will hear from Dr. David Relman, who's the chairman of the National Academies of Sciences Committee, who is looking at this. He's the one who's talking about directed energy weapons and uh, how your your brain gets microwaved. So we're going to continue going down this rabbit hole. And we're going to come back to you with the best info we can find and uh, look forward to covering this more in the future. It's a scary thing. It's real. It's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay safe if you're in the State Department in any way, shape, or form right now. Right on. Yeah, well said. Uh, and and keep in mind, you know, this kind of stuff can affect people who are just in the building. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not sci-fi enough to target people based on their job. It's targeting people based on their location. So It was uh, happening to people in their homes, in right. their suburban homes near mm-hmm. where they worked. Like Exactly, oof. yeah. So there is more to the story, and there definitely is. I would say in all three stories we explored today, there's definitely stuff they don't want you to know in each of them. QAnon will continue to radicalize, right? The Havana syndrome will continue to remain enigmatic unless there is serious public investigation. And the Pentagon apparently thinks that someone has some stuff they don't want Uncle Sam to know. Strange bedfellows. Desperate times make strange bedfellows of us all. We want to hear your strange news um, if you were trapped with Noasis over at that inn, we want to hear your story. We want to hear your adventures in that regard. And would love to hear people's thoughts about Havana Syndrome. Would love to hear people's thoughts. Like if you have someone that you've, you felt was going too far down any rabbit hole, whether that was something like QAnon or something, you know, a little more of a deep cut before the age of social media. We'd love to hear those stories too. We always put this out occasionally, you know, every so often, just a reminder, if you have proof of extraterrestrials or aliens, go ahead and send it to us. We are all eyes, all ears, literally just put on human skin for the video parts of this show. Oh, all right. You guys wear your skin all the time. (laughs) As far as I know, uh, I just it feels unhygienic. You should wash it. <laughs> you got a shower bed. <laughs> <laughs> if your name is Mark Polymeropolis and you're a former CIA uh, officer, yes. please reach out to us. I'd love to hear your story. I was watching an Al Jazeera interview with you earlier, and if you're actually out there, we'd love to speak with you. That's a direct call out to you, Mark. <laughs> Not that you would ever listen to this show. You have much better things to do. Oh, stop. (laughs) 
You don't know. Well, Mark is listening right now and he's thinking, I love the show. I I want to talk to you guys, but how on earth do I find you? Mark, you're in the right part of today's show. This is where we tell you. Expert transition, Ben. It's true. You can find us all over the internet. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And we are on, most importantly, uh, well, not most importantly, but importantly, um, YouTube under the handle Conspiracy Stuff. You can find us on Instagram at Conspiracy Stuff Show. Uh, you can also use a telephone, one of those old fangled devices. Uh, give us a phone call. Yes, our number is one eight three three stdwytk When you call in, give yourself a cool nickname. Let us know if we can use your message on the air. Your message can be three minutes. That is the the maximum length due to the phone system that we use. The maximum <laughs> length. <laughs> uh, been, there's been a lot of discussion on podcasts lately, on several that I've listened to regularly, <laughs> about how the German accent is one of the last accents you're allowed to do for some reason. Italian's uh, still okay, apparently, just, too. I mean, at least Nintendo <laughs> has it on lockdown. I think lockdown. so. Uh, and, <laughs> Irish and Russian, I think, are the I, I think those are the four. Okay. Oh, a bad, bad American accents. Ah, very which good. Which I, I propose is a separate category. Sort of like, you know, platypus is technically. Yeah, that's right. Mammal, you can give us a telephone different. call at 1833-STDWYTK. That's sort of a bad American accent. That's the best I can It's perfect. It's perfect. Three minutes, you got it. You know what to do. If that three minutes is not enough time for you to give us your whole message, please instead send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 